We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to Shows What You Know About Game of Thrones. Yes, the time has finally come. The wall has fallen. Well, that was years ago. But we're now marching south to the beat of our own drum, about to discuss episode one of season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm excited, uh, kind of, and my name is Jacob Burrows. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I am I'm like a I'm I'm like a Walder Frey over here. I'm bitter with my Game of Thrones. I'm eating it up yeah. in a meat pie, but I'm ready to march on down to the end because here it is. It's the final season. Uh, let's do the damn thing. Let's do the damn thing indeed. Now, I want to give a bit of background on all of this stuff. Now, if you're a new listener to Shows What You Know, uh, know that we have covered Game of Thrones in the past. You can find all of the coverage at showswhatyouknow.com. After you and I discussed the last seasons, I still had some niggling thoughts bouncing around, and I kept thinking and talking about it, and eventually I just went, ah, well, when you, whenever you can't stop thinking, you got to make a video essay. I think that's the rule. If you hang out on the internet, ah, oh, just thinking too much. So I made a video essay about Game of Thrones. Uh, It caught a little bit of traction, uh, got some views on there. And uh, so the weird thing is that everyone seems to think that I hated the season, which, uh, you know, I I felt like there were some things that if you'd changed just some minor things, it could have been so much more amazing. That's kind of that was kind of my whole point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And but although we're starting to see maybe some of the repercussions of some of the choices they made, um, mm. specifically with the uh, the old burning of the... Uh, oh, you burn a couple tar... What was your quote? Uh, burn a couple Tarleys. So what? Ah, not yeah. not quite so what, Jacob Burrows, as you watch the yeah. premiere episode of season eight. See, this is why everyone who hated my video essay <laughs> should listen to this and give me my comeuppance. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but in general, though, uh, I'm... Excited to discuss this one. It is obviously coming down to the wire. It's six episodes. We're like one-sixth of the way through. Um, we are discussing Winterfell, of course. Um, it's the name of the episode. We were speculating before the mics turned on that presumably they're just going to name them different places because they haven't announced any of the other episode titles. That's presumably what they're doing, right, Jim? I, I feel like... I mean, I, I guess I haven't paid attention in the past on if they kept the episode titles under wraps like it's seemingly they're doing this year, uh, but it seems like that's where we're going. We're going to be picking up places as we head more south with the Army of the Dead. Or actually, you know what? Before we get into the episode, yep. uh, let's let's just talk about overall thoughts of where we think this is going. I mean, well, first okay. thing, does it feel like six episodes is going to be maybe not enough to get to a satisfying conclusion? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's been the feeling since forever. Like, it doesn't sound like it's going to be enough. Uh, they might prove that wrong, maybe, if, you know, each of them are, oh, they're so long, even though this one's so short. If the rest of them are really long, maybe. But then I feel like whenever they make a long episode in Game of Thrones, it's not like they shove in more story necessarily. Yeah. There's some exceptions, but usually it's like, we have a long episode because there's a long-ass battle, but that doesn't mean that there's loads of scenes, loads of turning points. 
quotes. It just means we want big epic shit. Yeah. And I'm sure that they want big epic shit in this season. So that's why they have done it that way, partly. Uh, is it going to be enough? Mm, what do you think? Yeah, well, it's. I guess it, it kind of hinders on the whole thing of like, do you think they're going to wrap up this Night King stuff in the in the beginning and then we'll deal with the fallout or is that going to be something throughout the whole of the six episodes? Uh, I think it's going to be throughout. I actually kind of mm. can't help but think that maybe they'll do the thing. Uh, you know, we've been saying like, oh, winter's coming for years. We've been so excited about the White Walkers and then maybe we're not going to see them for like four or five uh, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it does feel uh, like uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, go ahead. G- going back to your running time thing, because episode three is supposed to be like the longest one of the season and maybe one of the longest of the series. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that has to be obviously a big battle episode. Um, and maybe yeah. like things are obviously coming to a head there with the the army of the dead. But I mean, me personally, I'm kind of more interested in that right now. Like I get the the political intrigue and Cersei and all that, but also it's like, ah, I've had, you know, seven seasons of all that, the political intrigue. Like I want to see, you know, what's, what's the, uh, what's going on with this night King? What's going on with these zombies? Uh, let's, let's see a battle here. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, that would make sense. Maybe three would be a big battle. I mean, especially with, uh, the director of that one. I, I will mention this episode is directed by David Nutter, who directs fully half the episodes of the season uh, and written by Dave Hill. Uh, but episode three is directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Uh, I think that's maybe how you say its name. And I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, I mean, he did do Battle of the Bastards. Like, mm. not that that's, a, you know, a promise or anything, but if it's the, one of the longest episodes and they got him back, uh, seems likely. Maybe that's the fall of Winterfell, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that's what it would be. But And then yeah. I guess the other thing here, uh, how about this flashy new title uh, intro sequence, huh? Dude, what are your thoughts? With all my jaded uh, everything, <laughs> when this started playing, I was so hyped. It's yeah. such a simple thing to do, but I was like, oh, I was like grinning. Uh, what did you think? No, I thought it was cool. Now, do you think this is due to, I mean, I guess going back to our speculation on the titles, uh, because, I mean, the, the intro song and the credits and everything is as long as is, but when you don't have all these locations to jump around to, because now that people are getting into more uh like people are all joining up at the same location yeah. so you have less location so it's almost like you got to stretch it out so now it's like mm-hmm. well winterfell well let's go inside winterfell huh let's go through <laughs> here let's swoop yeah. through the hallways now i assume it'll be in game of thrones fashion maybe we'll see some changes to that uh as if we do go to some other places but yeah i was excited that was cool yeah, two thoughts on that, that uh, it's interesting we start north of the wall and go through the hole. Like, it is like we're seeing the progression of, you know, the army, the ice army heading south, because uh, we were going, like, Hearth, and then Winterfell, and then King's Landing, and it's just three locations. I don't know that I've ever seen an intro with three locations. Even when they spent the whole episode in one location, they just show the rest Very of it. True. But yeah. I think you're totally right uh, as, about that, and about the fact that we can't be that excited about intrigue right now, because there's like a lot of people are on the same side right now i mean yeah there's gonna be intrigue like they're not gonna love jamie lannister necessarily you know this next episode um 
but it's basically like, yeah, we got Winterfell and we got King's Landing. <laughs> yeah. This is where everyone is. They're like, da, 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 da. we can't bounce back and forth between them. So yeah, we got to go inside. But that also means the intrigue isn't going to be that exciting. We know Cersei's, you know, a backstabber, so she's going to stab backs, obviously. But like, what else is there? Is are people going to join Cersei's side? I don't know. Just the people we expect to. I don't see like. Ah, well, we can get into it. I was going to say, people have this theory about Tyrion, you know, making a secret alliance and that with Cersei. Uh, I don't know. He's he's made a not-secret alliance with Cersei, so... Uh, but we're all over the place right well, now. Well, I mean, they kind of they they set us up that with I mean with the finale last year because anytime you cut away and like the conversation continues, it's gonna be like hmm hmm because uh, mm-hmm. you know and and you can you never trust a Lannister even if you love Tyrion so much you never trust a Lannister. That's my opinion. Uh, sure. and, and then one other Fair. thing before we get into the episode, um, uh, shit, I lost my thought for a second, uh, but. Uh, what was it winter's coming uh well winter's coming uh oh no no i remember now okay sorry i had a momentary lapse of thought there but now uh going kind of tying into with your video and also just not just your video but criticisms of game of thrones in general is one of the reasons why people get pulled into game of thrones especially if they're not typically into like high fantasy and dragons and all that was partially the political intrigue and, of course, like the subvert, uh, like subverting your expectations and what you expect in a story. But yeah, since we're winding down and coming to an end, whether it be just the show and your thoughts on D&D, the showrunners, or just George R.R. R. Martin in general, doesn't it also feel like even the books, things are going to have to settle down and come to a more traditional conclusion? Would people be? Would, I know people want that subversion, but would they also be unhappy if they got that in an ending? Yeah, it's a great question and one that I think has been lobbied at uh, the video I made as well because I, I talked a lot about the difference between a story that's focused on character and motivations driving everything forward or just deciding like, oh, plot, we, we want this type of plot. How do we make that happen and how does it make sense with the characters? And I like obviously all stories include both of that, um, but Game of Thrones, it's always felt like it's been more like, well, this character would make a mistake here so it would go south for the... Them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, there's you know there's no clear line between those categories, but I believe you can still have something that feels epic, but that is driven on that same sort of uh, scale. Like, you're right though. I mean, we are coming. To, we've been promising or been promised uh, giant battles and stuff. Uh, like even you know from the books, from the prologue, uh, we've been promised like this is gonna get epic, guys. So if it's not gonna get like when things get epic, we are more likely to tread into traditional territory. But I feel like you can still do that and do unexpected things. I think that's the real question. Like they don't need to subvert everything. Like they don't have to, it doesn't have to be the bleakest thing ever. In fact, it could be like a happy ending, gray ending, whatever they want. You just need to do something unexpected because that's kind of where the last season didn't feel right in a couple of ways where it's like, okay, so this is happening because this is what feels like it should happen. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. I think that, I think that makes complete sense. Uh, It just, it reminds me a little bit of Breaking Bad, where I feel like Breaking Bad has a, a great ending, a great finale, but then there's a lot of people complaining of like, well, you know, if the, I knew that was going to happen or something, you know, uh, I won't get into sure. the specifics, but 
Breaking Bad comes to somewhat of a natural conclusion, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, yeah. So, I but I guess it's just weird where I think people do expect Game of Thrones because of things like, you know, Ned Stark and the Red Wedding, and you get that feeling of excitement of like, oh my God, I didn't know this was going to happen. But sometimes that leaves you then with, you know, season five and season six of some characters you don't care too much about sometimes and uh, just hanging out for a long time. That's just my own opinion. That's one man's opinion. Uh, yeah. But, and so, as Natasha says in the chat, no matter what, some people will be unhappy with the ending, which is true, so true. Very true. And, I mean, it's that's always true, but when it's something that's as big as this, it's very clear that there are people into it who expect and want different things. Mm. So I hope that they... You know, despite my criticisms, I hope they did exactly what they wanted to do with the ending. Like, because I was after last season, I was like, "Man, you should have done this. Meh. <laughs> like, do this." Meh. But like, I know they don't pay a lot of attention to um, like things online, obviously. But it f- has felt like in the past that they've sort of gone the way, like that they've been a bit reactionary to what people have done with, like, say, the Sand Snakes just murdering them brutally because everyone disliked their whole storyline, kind of. And it was yeah. kind of them just going, alright, let's get those plays pieces off the <laughs> off the board real quick. Yeah. I do hope they've done exactly what they wanted, whether it works or not. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but anyways, okay, I mean, and, and overall thoughts on the episode, uh, uh, I mean, we should say as we get into the discussion of the episode, we will just spoil the episode. If I mean, yeah. uh, but uh, <laughs> overall thoughts on the episode, it's not like I mean, I'm excited. Game of Thrones back. Uh, Game of Thrones is back. Uh, it's obviously not like this crazy wow of an episode, but that's it's a premiere. It 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 just feels very in line with a good Game of Thrones premiere. We're kind of getting everyone back on the same page. Things are getting in position to set up for the season. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, very good, not amazing, not bad by any means. Yeah, I mean, that's the summary of it. No one, I think, expected this to, I mean, if someone expected a huge battle in the first episode, I mean, that could have, they could have kind of done that if they wanted to, but that would not be super Game of Thrones either. It's always been like putting the, the pieces in position before you start wrecking shit. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, part of the fun. You got to build up to it. Otherwise, what you doing? Um, and especially because there's so many reunions to do, I think they handle it fairly well, getting characters back together without it feeling too, like, overwhelming. Because it's, like, literally everyone meeting again. They managed to do it fairly well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you want to yeah. get down to it? Although, uh, actually, yeah. someone in the chat... Did you guys notice in the intro where it first shows the Night King destroying the way, the Red Wedding, Daenerys's dragons, the Comet going back in time? I I don't I didn't notice that. I I don't know what that means. Oh yeah, I I mean I saw on the I guess you're talking about the rings around the sun or whatever where it's uh, showing uh, like the uh, heraldic history of Westeros, and I did glimpse those. I didn't like look into it and you know think too much about it to be honest. If I if I understand that comment right, um, but I just saw it as you know another step towards this is history in the making that we're watching. That's always been yeah. the feeling of Game of Thrones, but now it's like you know this is these are the legends people will look back on and and such rather than any special significance. And if I should if I could correct you, uh, I believe you mean the astrolabe. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Um, Yeah, so I also wanted to mention this uh, maybe doesn't make a difference, but you have 
very recently rewatched every single episode of Game of Thrones. Am I right? Yes, I did. I started. Uh, I checked in my tracked. You can follow me on tracked.tv, by the way. Um, am I Jim? I'm Jim Darko on tracked. Oh. Add me. Tracked.tv slash Jim Darko. Uh, let me see. Uh, track.tv slash user slash Jim Darko. They make it oh, easy. great. But yeah, I yeah. checked my... His, I started it at February 27th and then wow. uh, finished it up like basically right before the premiere. So yeah, I got a nice fresh rewatch. And that's good for me because... I, I didn't really rewatch Game of Thrones a lot throughout the whole all the years. So yeah. every season it was kind of like, wait a minute, who's that guy again? <laughs> wait, oh wait, who's that guy? And and when watching it in a row, you do start to appreciate. Uh, and I'm sure I'm not telling anyone if they're Game of Thrones fans anything new here. Uh, you know the callbacks, the characters, the the way things come up. But when you just watch it live week to week. You miss so many things, <laughs> yeah. uh, but also I—I I, I mean, I've kind of hinted at it in, uh, before. I do feel like there's some slogs in there. Uh, if I could be so bold to kind of to uh, criticize Game of Thrones, that I feel like the show peaks at season four. Like everything really comes together of like the previous three seasons. Things start to really get in place and it almost feels like you could just march right into the last season after that. And then we yes. get kind of bogged down by. To me, things that are kind of boring and, and stupid, uh, between like Arya becoming a you know a no one and uh, the, High like the High Sparrow, Sparrow. yeah, because those things are basically two seasons worth of that shit, uh, yeah. and then they just blow it up, and then Arya goes blind, <laughs> and then she's not blind, and you know you've seen it, you were there for it, <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Uh, well, you know what I was doing since February while you were watching that, yeah. What's that? Just living my life. Ah, just, uh, fuck. <laughs> you beat me. Out, out and about, <laughs> new experiences, uh, living my best life. Those were what, 80 hours? I have no idea, actually, uh, how many hours that would be. I'm sure you could check on tracks.tv slash user slash him and them. But, yes. um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't rewatched it um, because I, I think I have rewatched it a fair bit, you know, between the seasons in general. So I, I feel like I have an okay grasp of what's going on. But I also kind of felt like after the last season, I spent so much time rewatching and working on it that I was like, I'm done with this now. <laughs> and it's funny because when the video got popular and people have been commenting things and like, oh, they have really strong opinions. And I'm like, I don't even have that much of an opinion because I put it all in this video and now it's out in the world. I'm kind of chill about it. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, so that was me entering into this episode. I don't have the highest expectations ever, but that also helps me go kind of like, oh, cool, dragons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the other thing. Like, I I love, and I'm sure this has been pointed out before, but I love how epic and, you know, uh, action-y and, you know, great it gets as, as the show got more popular and they got more money. But I know a lot of people mm. would probably point out that then it's missing what they – what they think they loved about the show. Um, yeah. But I mean, but to be fair, what they loved about the show is that it was, you know, an edgelord Lord of the Rings. Like, it's just like some of the, like rewatching it, some of the like sex and nudity and I'm not, yeah. I'm not a prude or anything, but it's just kind of like, all right, we get it. You can, you can show vaginas and dicks and tits and like, it's, it's kind of annoying. It gets annoying at a certain point. Am I right in that thinking that kind of got faded out a little bit towards the later seasons, or is that just me imagining it, like remembering wrong? Like there was a lot of it early on, right? Or I think you you're think? right because nothing gets it, it reaches its peak, which I think it's still in season one when it's like Baelish is teaching them. <laughs> yes, and, and, and little finger just yeah. talking, and there's just yeah. sex going on. Of course, there is. <laughs> you have to make a man feel like a king. 
and then you you bring out his desires. Like, oh, and the so king <laughs> feel like a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay. And also, again, just before we get into it from the chat, uh, it was clarified that uh, it was indeed the what was it called, Jim? The oh, the uh, astrolabe. Yeah, exactly, that thing. So the rings and that. Uh, in the original intro, it goes forward in time, and he pointed out that it goes back in time. Uh, Natasha commented that, That's... figured that was a nod to, Bra- uh, to Bran and his, you know, thoughts going back in time, whatever. That's a great call-out. A... That's a good, that's yeah. a good, uh, that's a good uh, notice. I did not pick that up. Yeah. So let's get into the episode. It yeah. starts with a lad running through the snow in Winterfell, uh, you know, Trying to get a peek at these soldiers coming through. You see Arya standing there as well. Uh, this is supposed to be like, you know, remembering episode one of the show where Arya is trying to look at the army coming in, but now she's the one standing there. And we see the Dothraki marching into Winterfell, which in itself is cool, I think. No, of. I agree. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's it's the nice it's like poetry it rhymes uh stop good <laughs> not yet jim <laughs> you it's know the first fucking scene yeah sure. I, but it is i mean and not just aria uh but also i mean bran is doing that climbing around like getting to trying to get a view of uh uh, mm. uh king baratheon uh in the pilot and and marching in with his army and yeah it's like and things have changed so much but the more they change they stay the same things are getting more real but it's you know, it, it's a it's a cool scene. Nice way to start things off. Uh, yeah, and it's very simple stuff, but it will still kind of hit you that. Uh, I mean, it's the most obvious thing ever. But Jon Snow was a bastard, and now he is. Or well, he's yeah. kind of given it up. But you know, he's riding there. He's he's practically the king in the north, and he's riding in with this princess. Like, what the fuck? They were both uh, at the bottom of the heap, you know, in season yeah. one. So we get to all that laid out as the hounds run riding in there as well, and uh, all gendry, all sorts of people. Now, there's, uh, then, well, I was just going to say, there's, there's some yeah. small, like, little racial undertones I feel like they hint at, which is, you know, it's kind of smart because it's like, you know, you got these pale ass white people from the north and they're kind of giving mm. sideways glances to uh, uh, Miss Enmi. What's her name? Miss Enmi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and Grey Worm, <laughs> and Grey Worm, because and and also, yeah. I mean, just going into the the unsullied army, you know, it's it, you got some people from the south, a little different color. They don't. I, I'm not obviously, it's not a big thing, but I feel like there's small little nods with the scenes and kind of the looks. Yeah, and I mean, they they get into it the fact that Northerners are not very welcoming yeah. to uh, people from the outside. I, I don't think I don't think they care much what color your skin is. If you're not from around here, you're not from around here. <laughs> That's true. Um. So I think there was betting online. I think there's betting online for everything, but on who would have the first line. And I think Tyrion had pretty good odds because, you know, Tyrion likes to narrate and stuff. And, and yeah, his, his first line is, you should consider yourself lucky um, when he's talking to Varys. At least your balls won't freeze off. And at this point, I'm like, okay, this... Uh, does it have to at least he Varys responds uh with uh why do you always you know shitting on me for being a eunuch when you're you hate dwarf jokes 
and he says, because I have balls and you don't, yeah. and I'm like, what's going on with this dialogue? I've seen this before, and I've complained about it ad nauseum. The turn's supposed to be this really smart, cool character, it- and he has the shittest jokes ever, and they never end, and I don't think anyone thinks it's funny watching unless no. you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I recently watched your video before the... Like, actually, after I finished my rewatch, I did rewatch your video, and then right before cool. the premiere... And you do, um, you talk about how like his jokes have gotten worse, like without the books. And it was yes. such a perfect example of that because it's was, it was so eye rolly. I mean, I guess maybe it was this. I mean, obviously, I'm just guessing here, but it feels like, yeah, like in the chat, they're saying attention breaker, but also, you know, in the writer's room where they're probably like, ah, fuck, we got to start our final season. Let's not make it this big thing. Let's make it a stupid thing and lower the expectations and let's get on let's get on with it. Let's move past it. I suppose. But like episode 1 if we're paralleling with that, that's when he's in Winterfell talking about like Never let other people do something in who you yeah. are. It was a long time since I watched it. Yeah. You know, uh, yes, let it become your... Ar- what the fuck does he say? Something about, uh, the you know, it's going to become your armor, and that way it can never be used to hurt you. Like, yeah, because never, for- never forget who you are, because, like, the world won't let you forget yeah. it, or the world won't forget. I used to know this off by heart. Yeah. It's a good quote. And this is, like, he was. he's always been the most quote-worthy character but that hasn't quite been the case this previous season and this intro makes me feel like okay so he's not gonna be that again i guess that's fine i still like Tyrion. i mean yeah Tyrion in general like especially on my rewatch they really they break him down like it really is feels like they're on a mission to make him shittier because i mean season seven is like a character assassination everything he does I, i guess to be fair, and maybe this is partially because of uh, Peter Dinklage, because he's he's so great in the part and he and he can carry it so well. When he is saying his plans in season seven, it all makes sense, and you're like, ah, oh, I get it, I believe him. Like let's. And, but then when they show that it fails, like at every turn, it's kind of like, oh man, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is stupid. So the the dragons arrive as well. That's yes. kind of a big deal, you know. Yeah. Uh, brought back dragons and that um they ride into the courtyard which of course parallels again episode one uh and we have some reunions there where john gets to meet up with bran who stays in the courtyard for the remainder of the episode uh, <laughs> which i laughed at every time when they like someone runs into the courtyard and brad is still there looking at him i was like did no one wheel bran away like did no one help him with this has he been there for days um the brand thing's you know, really tough as well like this the, oh, what yeah. they're doing with him i get why they have to do it but it does feel like there'd be a better way to do this um yeah. and i get that like john reacts a little weird but it's uh, maybe it's because i'm so used to him being weirder that i'm like ah that's not that weird john <laughs> like you're not even yeah. <laughs> uh because yeah well okay what did you say look at you you know you're a man and then uh he says almost and then john's like Huh? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, dude, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's not even that we're strange. So we get introductions all around. Uh, Daenerys being polite to Sansa. Sansa being sneery to Daenerys. Uh, clearly, they don't, they don't like each other. But she says, Winterfell's is yours. Because she follows Jon, even though, you know, she doesn't like it. But anyway, Bran pops the tension real quick, like, oh, we don't have time for this! There's a freaking dragon! Come on! But he says it in his Bran way. But he's absolutely right, and I get this has always been a part of Game of Thrones, and it does mimic the real world in a lot of ways, that people, 
get caught up in their personal bullshit, even when some like there's a real threat. But at this point, I have to be like, come on, people of the North. Are you serious? Are we still worried about the North and trusting Southerners when uh, I mean, I guess to be fair, they still these people still haven't seen the Army of the Dead. But aren't the Northerners still supposed to be like more superstitious and kind of on board with this stuff? Uh, you know, with winter is coming, but then I guess winter, because to me for the longest time, I was like, oh yeah, winter is coming. That means they know that the zombies are coming, but no, they just mean winter. (laughs) They just mean it gets cold. (laughs) All along. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a saying, a fun saying they had. Um, yeah. Also, is this where John and Daenerys find out that the wall has fallen? Because I would kind of assume so, maybe, although they have brought the whole army. Like how would that information be relayed to them otherwise? But they're not... Like, I don't know, their expression doesn't indicate that this is where they find out. Also, they have no way otherwise of knowing that the Night King has a dragon unless they know that the wall has fallen. Yeah. Uh, so Although, I feel like this is where they find out, kind of. Yeah, I think so. But also, yeah, that's another great point, is that the wall has fallen. So are we still yeah. concerned that, you know, John maybe bent the knee? The, wa- the wall's been up for thousands of years, from what I'm told by the Northerners all the time. Uh, so it it feels like, oh, wow, shit's getting real. I get maybe, you know, uh, the, 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 the worshiping a king in the South, but come on at this point when the wall's fallen, like, let's, let's get down to business. Yeah, we can patch it up, patch yeah. her on up. <laughs> yeah. Come on, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, but they, I guess they haven't seen the dragons, whatever. I, I, I expect and, uh, believe that this will just simply be washed away when, you know, the, I, episode three, I think. Army of the Dead, Winterfell, everything's fucked, uh, and we can hopefully get rid of this nonsense. But then they're going to go further south, and then the people further south are going to go, what are you talking about? There's no dragon? Like, oh, that's not going to happen. Um... But yeah, there's a there's a council meeting anyway. There's some tension about the fact that he gave up the crown, like we we're talking about. But basically, the people do what uh, what uh, John says. You know, go get your stuff. Get yeah, your Lord, shit. Lord Umber, and, and mm-hmm. they they do funny little kind of sight gag, like Lord Umber, and the little kid like pokes his head out, and yeah. they love playing around with the little like the idea that little kids are sometimes <laughs> lords because everyone else dies. Uh, and they kind of have to take on that responsibility. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it was hard for me to really get into, I get, this has always been a part of game of Thrones and it does hold true, uh, in respects to just real life that people do get caught up in this shit, but it just feels like, Oh my God, come on. The wall has fallen. The night King has a dragon. Let's fucking, let's get all the houses together. Yeah, and Tyrion steps up and does a little speech about all this. Like, come on, let's get all the houses together. Let's chill out, everyone. Uh, Jon Snow brought a dragon or two, even. So, but then it's like, why does like everyone's talking about how Jon's a big? I I don't say this lightly, but they're talking about how he's a big cuck, basically, <laughs> and he's like gave away his crown and everything, and he lets the dwarf who like I think everyone in the north kind of hates for various reasons they he's the one standing there saying how John is great and John's just sitting there like yeah. can't he do a rousing speech uh at this point wouldn't that be appropriate yeah. um and he, I mean even even Sansa's not on his side she does have a great point like how are we going to feed these people which is something that's good to see some logistics being brought back into Game of Thrones because it's been you know very much up in the air uh, <laughs> yeah. but it would be a big issue if you have like the greatest army ever and dragons uh, and everyone's got to eat and we didn't have enough food to begin with yeah that does make sense the, the whole thing with Sansa in general like I don't quite buy it 
uh, and I get, I, I get the whole thing is that, you know, everyone's gone through what they've gone through these past, you know, seven seasons going into season eight and Sansa spent almost all of that time behind enemy lines. So it does make sense that she would kind of understand them better, but it's still, I don't know. I don't buy that. She's now she's the most cleverest person and she understands everyone's next move. And and especially a big sticking point because based off the rewatch, what she did in the battle of the bastards. So like, put John in his place by letting all these people die and not telling him that the Knights of the Vale might come. Just being like, no, just wait, just wait. Okay, but why should... Yeah. Okay, Sansa, give me a reason. Give me a reason <laughs> to wait. And she just, like, looks at him and not saying, like, well, I did, you know, talk to Baelish. And I get maybe John would be like, you can't trust Littlefinger or whatever. I know this is mm. old shit I'm focusing on, but this is supposed yeah. to all play into who Sansa is now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her more than any of the other Starks, uh, and I'm still counting John as a Stark because he was raised and grew up there, and you know I'll even count Theon. Um, I, I I I I buy everyone else's change and growth. I I get Sansa's change and growth, but it does they haven't played it out as well as they could have. Yeah, and I mean in addition to that, with Littlefinger last season, that all played out really weird. Like, if they had done a better job of showing that she actually outmaneuvered Littlefinger, that would have been cool, because then it's like, I I become the master now. The student becomes the master. But instead, it kind of felt like, well, Bran was there, and, you know, he saw you murder our dad, basically. So, like, let's get rid of you. And the whole thing didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, something I didn't touch on in my video, uh, <laughs> because it's a whole big thing that uh, I don't e- I don't even know how we would fix it. But it wasn't a great moment of, like, Sansa is the shit now. And I have also not forgotten about the Battle of the Bastards, which that part all is one of those bits that I just ignored. Uh, there are some bits where I just ignore it, and it makes perfect sense in my head if I leave it out totally and say that uh, she never wrote the letter. Uh, Baelish just came on his own. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have... I mean, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, what you were saying about like the letters and that it doesn't match up with what someone says in this episode that sounds is like, the most brilliant person in the world. Yeah. I don't remember who says it, but yeah. Well, yeah, because then we, we get a quick shot of, like, Gendry and the dragon glass. They're starting to build some weapons, getting ready for the war. And then Sansa's with the Lord of the... Well, he's not the Lord of the Vale, that guy from the Vale. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we, we we get a nice scene with uh, Tyrion and, uh, and Sansa here. Uh, and that's kind of where we get into Because she's like, I thought you were so clever, but, you know, you're dumb. Uh, and you know, we all kind of do know Tyrion's dumb now because he does dumb things all the time. So yeah, but so do you, Sansa. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is the night. I mean, I was excited to see them together just because it's like, oh yeah, you guys were married. It's been yeah. a lot of years, but uh, yeah, you had a weird relationship there. Um, and they get to talk through some of that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we, it's a nice reunion and. It it is a good reminder that she does understand that he did he you know he did the best he could by her at least like in that whole situation that was going on, uh-huh. um, and I mean this is also where he where she brings up you believe like she is smarter than him in this sense that yeah. she's like you actually believe that Cersei would do the thing and he's like oh she has something to live for now because she's supposedly pregnant and such. Uh, no one in the world believes that. It's just another way to show how stupid Tyrion is. I think this is almost. 
solely the reason people think there's a conspiracy between the two of them because they don't think he would be this stupid but yeah. i genuinely think he would be with how they're writing him so and i yeah. guess part of it is it should be said like the whole thing especially with last season and and i think daenerys pointed this out that even though you know well he doesn't hate jamie he kind of hates cersei because of course she tried to have him killed but he but it's still his sister and I mean, he killed his yeah. father, but it was all about it was mostly about him, you know, s- still trying to save his family like it yeah. was the polite conquering. And then there's still that happening here. And, you know, I, that's true for like all the characters on Game of Thrones to an extent is they are at least try- somewhat blinded by their family, even when their family's shitty. Yeah. No, that's true. And at the end of the scene, we get the first of many shots of Bran still sitting <laughs> yeah. in the same place looking at Tyrion. We should have a tally for this, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we go to uh, the God's Wood, I believe it's called, with um, with John hanging out, looking at this bleeding face, which uh, in the show, we never really got into the faces. Uh, there's no way to spoil a book thing now, so in the books, like jo- um, Bran is basically looking through these faces and seeing things when he's up in the north, you know, oh, so that's okay. part of their whole religion thing. Now it's just a bleedy face. Um, but we get a reunion now with Arya and Jon. Which what is did you great. think of this scene? Oh, it's really yeah. great. And then yeah. that, then she still has Needle, and they get to call that out. Like, it, 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 There's some awesome stuff here. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, someone did point out in the chat that, yeah, Arya is the one that says that uh, Sansa is the, the most cl- clever person she knows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because John is like, oh, Sansa thinks she's smarter than everyone, like, try to <laughs> conspire with the sibling thing that they always had because he never really got on with Sansa before. But, but Arya is like, she's the smartest person I've ever met, which they hung out, like, since season one. They've seen each other last season. So the whole Littlefinger thing, I guess that's the basis for Arya's statement. Statement. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess she's mainly hung out with faceless men and like actors yeah. and, and stuff. She wouldn't have the widest experience. <laughs> so maybe she's right. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's and it shows not that not that Arya doubts John, but yeah, she does kind of point out like just remember she's like looking out for her family. Like you should do that too. And it's just kind of like, but what do you think he's doing? Like the, yeah. <laughs> that's what he's doing. And I get mm-hmm. like part of it is the whole thing that. You know, John has the danger of being like Ned Stark, where you're almost too virtuous and you're too much the hero, and that could spell your demise. So yeah. I get that, uh, but yeah, it just I, it, it, that quite doesn't ring true with some of the, the doubts they have for him, especially yeah, and- when Sansa does it in front of everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it's so annoying. It was all last season as well, where it's like, let me just publicly undermine you all the time. This will help your standing. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that even if he was a sneaky guy, he could just do this alliance now and then stab Daenerys in the back. I mean, obviously everyone knows he wouldn't, but like the right choice in this situation is not to like, oh, I want to fight the dragons instead. Like, let's fight the fire dragons and the ice dragon. That'll work. Like, that's not a good decision either. So bend the knee. You can always rebel later. Not yeah. that he would. Yeah, not that he wouldn't. I mean, because that—I mean, again, going back to last season, that was his whole thing. He wouldn't just lie for a second uh, to Cersei. <laughs> he had to, you know, uphold oh, his God. word. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, then we have what? What are what are these these mercenaries that are hired? Uh, the Golden Company. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was. Yeah, they they've been brought over now without the elephants, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Cersei's there watching over. We get to see the boats and that. We get to see Yara, 
uh, as she's called in the show, all tied up. And this scene where, where she's tied up and what's his name? This guy, this fucking Euron. This fuck. Is it Euron? Euron? Yeah, Euron's there, and he's. This scene is kind of shit. Like he's he's it's such a weird character. It's hard to like tell if he's really really bad or as a character. I mean, as an actor, or if it's just. I don't know. What do you like? This scene is basically him just saying he's gonna fuck the queen. Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't see the point of the scene until Yara got freed later. I was like, okay, we had to see where she was so she could get freed. Well, yeah, yeah, and it, and and it has to. It gets wrapped up rather quickly, which I guess is yeah. fine. I don't want to spend too much time um, on it, anyways. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it it it's 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 a hint of the old rush, like how they have to kind of rush through some of this stuff to get to it. Uh, I have read a crazy theory. I okay. I mean, I guess it's not even like that much of a theory. Uh, it's just an old friend of mine, Brandon Cheney, used to host the show uh, with me, my Jim and them show. Uh, but uh, he tweeted about how this this uh, the Golden Company is that is that who they are? Yes. This other guy that he's like brought back is what. This my friend of mine's theory is that that's Jack and Hagar or whatever the faceless man like secretly <laughs> coming well, in. I mean, <laughs> and and it's gonna somehow be tied to like Dario and like Dario is gonna come like this is all, all a plot to help Daenerys and turn on Cersei. You know, like oh Jesus, wow, what do people get out of this show sometimes? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure Sirio Pharrell would show up as well with his uh, fencing sword there as well, like not today and like st- well or today and stab Cersei. Actually, that doesn't sound like it is. Yeah, it sounds crazy. But I wouldn't put that past them because yeah. that's one of those characters that in the world of the TV show, they would think it would be kind of cool to have him pop up again, if only to do like a cool kill sometime. And then I mean, my theory with Arya or my hope with Arya, because she never had to pay for all her powers, I really hope she doesn't get to be Arya Stark at the end. I hope she has to become a faceless man yeah. at the end of the show to sort of pay for getting to go off on her little vacation like to save the world and then she can become a faceless man because she has to pay for these fucking powers that's my opinion and that would make sense if he were to come and like kill someone who's you know and then bring her back so i wouldn't actually put it past them i mean this is this is a non-character this guy so it would kind of make sense yeah and then natasha in the chat dario being in the golden company did cross her mind it does it Mm. does kind of almost seem like something they would do too because then maybe you have like never mind all the other obstacles now with John and Daenerys, but then also throw in an old fling, and then uh, you got a love triangle. But then again, we only got five more episodes, guys. Come on. Yeah, I don't think they'll bother with the love triangle at this point. Yeah. I think the whole the love triangle is between them and the fact that they're very much related. <laughs> I think that's the the third part of the triangle. Now um, I is, do kind of. Uh, well, I'm sorry, real quick is is. Is the elephant thing like an in-joke from the books or it's just this thing they thought was kind of funny that she kept bringing – she just keep bringing it up? Uh, I thought it was okay. Like it is in the books. They have elephants, I guess. But yeah. like it's not that important. Um, it is like – I feel like if they hit it one time less, it would have worked better because it's like – I feel like they bring it up one time too many. It it, it does work, I, th- I think, besides that. But yeah, it's, they hit it a bit hard. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, Cersei's talking about the elephants, and then of course we have this thing where I mean, uh, Euron's thing has been that he's going to fuck the queen. Initially, he was going to fuck Daenerys, 
Uh, but now he's going to fuck Cersei. So I finally he does get his, you know, a character arc, I guess. <laughs> well, can I say something, though? I kind of yeah. like this scene where oh, yeah. he's, like, begging to fuck her, kind of, but, like, being his sneaky dickhead self and the whole scene of her walking away and then turning back, like, ah, come on. Then, like, I yeah. don't know why, but I, I like the way it played out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it plays out in a weird way of, like, uh, a pickup artist nagging a girl and then it working, but then also she has ulterior motives because clearly, uh, I guess if she is pregnant, because I doubted it from the beginning, but uh, if she is, this is a perfect cover uh, for whose child this is. Even though she was bring, bringing up before that she didn't matter anymore, like when she was when she did sleep with Jamie before and he wanted to hide, and she's like, "We don't hide anymore, you know. I'm the queen." So I don't know. I, f- I feel like her angle probably would be to uh, explain away this child is Euron's kid, I guess. Right. Huh. Maybe. I didn't even yeah. think of that. I just thought, you know, Cersei got to get some. Yeah. Got, she <laughs> she won't some and she going to get some. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, quick scene with Bronn and three prostitutes. Um, they're having some talk here about some kid that died or whatever. And uh, is this Ed Sheeran? Like, someone told me they're talking about Ed Sheeran. Uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. I guess that's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I don't think it is, but I also, I'm not sure if that's what it is. Let us know in the chat if that's what it is. Uh, I didn't look into it, but they'd say, oh, well, they say uh, that boy Eddie, the ginger, came back with his face burnt right off. That might be. Oh, it's <laughs> He's got no eyelids yeah. now. How does he sleep with no eyelids? And uh, Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So Kyburn comes in and uh, gives Bronn a mission. Go kill the Lannister brothers. Uh, is he going to do it, Jim? He can't, right? No. I mean, I know this nah. is Bronn's whole thing, but this is the point, right? This is the point of Bronn is that te- technically he has allegiance to no one except, you know, the almighty dollar and himself. But, you know, now we see that he does care about at least his buddies, his good old, his his two partners in crime that he's had. But maybe, again, that's the whole bittersweet thing of like, uh, hey, what do you expect? I'm Scorpion. You're a frog. Uh, so I'll do whatever. Yeah, but I the thing I've always said is that he, like, not only f- decides to fight a dragon, like, he, he also, instead of running away, like, he could have run away from the battle and been fine, he decides to try to kill the dragon, and then when Jamie's riding towards it, uh, he decides to also ride towards the dragon who's about to breathe fire to save Jamie. and because he has superpowers, that's not a big deal, but in any type of reasonable way of thinking, he is risking his life to save Jamie. The argument might be, oh, he'll get a bigger paycheck or whatever. He's his meal ticket. That's what he says. But I don't buy it at all because he's acting heroically in those moments. He's acting against his character, which was my whole argument on why if he's going to do that shit, he should also die because he's acting against everything that he said he stands for. So here when it's like, oh, is he going to kill the Lannisters? For me, it's not even a question. He's already gone over to like that side of things. Uh, and he's already cons- shown that he doesn't care who he conspires with because he brought Tyrion and Jamie together for a little tete-a-tete uh in like the dungeons of uh the red keep because he wanted them to make a deal and it kind of helps him out if they get along and he knows that cersei's crazy because the whole realm knows that and that jamie and Tyrion uh actually do keep their word and Quyburn Quyburn says that oh yeah she she elevated me and you can be elevated as well but he's got to know that cersei's 
most likely not on the winning side. Anyway, none of that matters because I don't think he would do it. Uh, if he does, that might be one of the unexpected things of this season. Yeah, because well, yeah, the only reason why he may do it is because I don't think anyone buys that he would do it. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, and then I guess see. I forgot about this, but I think it might have been Natasha who mentioned it, uh, that what the actor that plays Braun and the actress that plays Cersei kind of don't have scenes together because they have like a real world like hatred because they were in a relationship or something. Yeah. So that's why Kyburn <laughs> gives the mission and <laughs> yeah, not Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, also from the chat, Cersei refused the wine in season seven. Uh, then she's drinking wine in this episode after yeah. sex with Euron. I think she was playing with Tyrion with the baby and uh, since, uh, well, lying about that because he she knows Tyrion cares about family. Natasha also says uh, that, yeah, she's not pregnant. Yeah. Uh, maybe so, but also, like, they drink in Mad Men with their, when they're pregnant, so yeah. this doesn't prove anything to me. This is uh, chronologically before Mad Men, clearly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, she also was using that against Jamie as well. Uh, the pregnancy yeah. anyway. So yeah, the, the the thing with the pregnancy, it, it's similar to Braun where like I never bought it either. But the only reason why I think maybe it could be true is because I feel like no one's buying it. So that would be their weird twist is like, no, actually liar Cersei actually is pregnant. But yeah, I don't think she is either. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Yara gets saved by Theon. Uh, it's a quick scene, like you said, but I don't really mind that. It's one of those things that it was more important that he was able to get the men on his side to go and save her yeah. than the actual rescue, uh, especially given how empty things are in King's Landing. It just feels kind of natural that he bursts in. And like Then the scene, next scene, they're sailing to the Iron Islands, and he says he wants to go fight with the Starks and that, and she, she lets him because she's his queen and such and the one thing i need to i i i would like to point out too especially on my rewatch is that um the theon Greyjoy character like obviously has had some ups and downs with especially like when he feels like he's being tortured for years and which he was but it seemed like it was just kind of got boring to a point but the actor i feel like he he he's really underrated like he he really fucking kills this part and even yeah. on some of the the shakier stuff they have him do, he he destroys. He's great. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, and yeah, so I also really enjoyed seeing him re- reunite with John last season. Um, yeah. And yeah, I expect cool stuff from this whole thing. Uh, we get a quick scene in the north now again with the thinkers, the old men of the crew, uh, the Onion Knight uh, and uh, Varys and Theon throwing around their theories on what they're going to do. They're like, well, let's get... Uh, you know, John and Daenerys hitched, getting married, king and a queen. What's the problem? And they're kind of like, oh, they would. Someone says they would never go for that. Is it Tyrion? Uh, or I don't know. Uh, but like, they're clearly fucking. So yeah. why would this not work? Yeah, I mean, we know why, but why would it not work in their opinion? Well, I mean, what do they say? Yeah, John and Daenerys don't want to listen to lonely old men. Or like, I think Varys says that, and then he says, Tyrion says, "I'm not that old." Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it feels... I mean, I guess... I, I don't remember him saying no, but then they're watching them and being all weird, and they're like, they make a handsome couple. Uh, yeah. It does feel like the obvious thing. Uh, so, I, I don't know. It all makes sense. I don't see the reasons against it. But then we get into, like, the whole thing with John and Daenerys uh, in this episode. It's, like, too cutesy. And I guess that's probably yeah. the point, because this is kind of, like, things are about to come to a head. So yeah. you have to like say a lot with a with a little time you have. Uh, yeah, I suppose, but like 
in fucking How to Train Your Dragon, when they fly off on a dragon, it's like a great scene and there's a turning point and th- something happens. And here it's really like, this is the most fan fiction part of like, what if John and Danny got like on a dragon and flew off and had sex in front of a waterfall? Yeah. Like, that's what well, it is. And it does make sense though. It's going to be ripped apart, whatever, but yeah. Well, because even with Daenerys, like every time they cut to her, she's doing these cutesy smiles at John all the time and it doesn't yeah. feel as real for some reason. Because yeah. like earlier she's like giving side eyes and staring down Sansa. I guess that's mm-hmm. every relationship when you meet the old in-laws or something. But yeah, it just it's a bit much. Uh, and then also it feels like it should be more... It feels like it should be a bigger moment and more epic when someone else rides a dragon than yeah, just... I was thinking that as well because yeah. obviously we know he's a Targaryen. He can yeah. ride a dragon or whatever. But like she's kind of like, yeah, well, you can't knock it till you try it or whatever. Let's go. And it was such a cool scene last season when he like barely touched a dragon. And now it's like, well, better start. Hey, it's the last season. Get on that shit. And even I think like if she wasn't just kind of like, hop on, like, let's go. I mean, I yeah. guess technically... A bunch of people rode that one dragon when Daenerys saved them, but it, I don't feel like it's quite the same. So no, it just because she was on the dragon as well. It, um, it feels like she should react a little bit different, like almost surprised that you know the dragon would let him, you know, ride. You know, like it feels like there should be more there. Well, here's how it should have gone, and I'm gonna you know fix it on the fly. This is the chicka chicka fix on the fly yeah. section, uh, where I'm be- gonna be annoying and say what I think should have happened. Uh, what about this whole idea they pitched about? Oh, maybe they should get married. Maybe you know uh, Tyrion does his fucking job and advises the queen like, ah, oh, the Northerners here they do not respect you, uh, and there are no other eligible bachelors in the Seven Kingdoms basically because <laughs> they all fucking are shit by now. They all died. Uh, but you could unite the kingdom and gain increased legitimacy by marrying this man. And she's like, yeah. I will not marry again for bleh, and say, you know, a nice speech. And then when he rides the dragon, it's like, holy shit, he rode the dragon. Well, and especially because, you know, the dragon are her children. And so yes. it's, it's like the whole thing of... Uh, like, you know, if you're trying to hook up with a girl and you don't want her dog barking at you, <laughs> you know, if her dog barks at you, she's not going to like you anymore. But then all of a sudden the dog, oh, my God, he doesn't like anyone. And it's like, oh, my God, my dog likes you. It would make yeah. perfect sense. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what should have happened. Let's move out of that section. Uh, but, yeah, they do fly. It's a scene and they they fuck in front of waterfalls. Like, basically, that's it, right? What's- and they have some... Okay. Some of the dialogue is really like in this episode in general. The only the only thing I thought I had after like that was fine, but some of the dialogue was kind of teen drama ish. You know, it's something like, "Oh, you look cold. Oh, warm your queen up for whatever." <laughs> but even like this idea, I mean, I know it's not like she wants to go through with it, but even just the thought of her being like, "We could just stay here forever and no one would know." It's like, no, you've don't. You've devoted your no, whole couldn't. life. Like you've, you've also, we couldn't because there would literally be zombies here. How about this, Jim? Oh, let's go recognizance. We have the fastest things in the yeah. world, as proven last season. Very true. Let's fly north and have a look. And they do that. And then they, uh, I don't know, they can still end fuck by a waterfall, but yeah. like still, they could have some sort of purpose to it. Uh, I guess maybe they're looking for food or something. And then the dragons are kind of looking at them like weird. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. Um, yeah, what's your read on the the look the dragon gives them? I don't know, but that's the best part of the scene is yeah. just the last shot of that dragon just staring at him. Um, it's Drogon, right? Staring? I, I think, think so, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It would make sense if it was the other dragon because it's like, now I found my rider, but I feel like it's more... 
I don't know. Maybe he's just hungry. Like yeah. they, <laughs> I'm not sure. How do you read it? I, it's hard to say because like it, it, it's, it seems foreboding, but I don't know if they want it to feel that way. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I guess maybe it's just they're going for a bizarre joke. Yeah, and in the chat, uh, a good theory about the weird dragon scene. The reason the Targaryens had incest babies is because it brings them closer to their dragons. Uh, I don't remember that being a thing, but maybe just it was definitely a thing that you got to keep the Targaryen blood strong and that. Um, And that was... Okay, so they're saying it was a nod to the dragons knowing they're related. Uh, Uh, Which, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And so on. Um, well, because remember, there was even there was always the theory, and maybe this goes back more towards the books, but I've seen it uh, like spoke about online of like the three dragon riders and how it was supposed to be yeah. a big deal, and people thought maybe Tyrion would be one because he has that scene earlier. I forget if it's season six, maybe it must be season six, or maybe season seven, where he kind of touches the dragon, or or even yeah, or even when he lets them out and they kind of yeah. react to him a certain way. Uh, but who knows? It just ends up. And he being always a read. He always read books about dragons, and there is a theory that he has Targaryen blood. But like, there's a theory that everyone has Targaryen blood. But I'll say the one with uh, Tyrion is is f- one of the better ones. Um, so you know that was always a possibility. Though one of the dragons became a zombie dragon, so uh, that one's claimed. <laughs> um, so we get uh, into a forge next. Um, some quick reunions first. Basically, the Hound and Arya. Uh, and he gets to go like the godfather who stops showing up. It's like, oh, you grew up right proper young lass, and yeah. she's like, okay, I won't murder you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. People are saying like, oh, the hound's on his his her list. Uh, she's gonna kill him. I'm like, no, that's no. obviously not gonna happen. Yeah, no, that yeah, they don't don't they remember they they had a, you know, it was a the buddy cop thing they had and yeah. they, there's that mutual respect. And in a way she did kill him by leaving him to die. But then since he survived and you know, the, the, yeah, I don't foresee anything there. Yep. And then we get, uh, Gendry and uh, Arya reuniting, and this is the part, one of the parts that felt a bit like teen drama, where they're talking about like, oh, you're just like all the other rich girls, like you don't know any other rich girls. It's like very gossip girl, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, because now it's like, ooh, are they gonna get together? Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I I kind of always uh, like them together, so could be a thing. But still, the dialogue isn't the best I've ever heard. Oh, and then yeah, now the Glovers. What the Glover, Lord Glover wishes good f- fortune, even though he's uh, will stand behind House Stark for as we have for thousands of years. But <laughs> yes. no, those pieces of shit. And but the yeah. thing, I don't. I mean, I guess this is like the people that live in Tornado Alley, and they're like, "Get out of here! A tornado's coming!" Like, nope, I ain't leaving. It's my home. Like, <laughs> yes. Because again, I was gonna <laughs> bring exactly what it is. Because I was gonna bring up the point of like the wall has fallen. Like, like, we need to all get together. But I guess that is just the nature of people. They're not. They're, not everyone's gonna fall in line. Yeah, we got us some spears. We're gonna yeah. do just fine. <laughs> like they don't <laughs> get it. Um, and Sansa and and John get to fight about that a bit. I don't remember much from this scene, to be honest. Yeah, because this is she's still kind of like you know you're with this girl, uh, you bent the knee, and he's just you're saying in love with her. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess he's he is trying to divert it from the love thing to be like, how are we supposed to beat the de- army of the dead? And he's bringing up all good points. It's very reminiscent of, of the Battle of the Bastards, where he's like, just tell me a reason on why I shouldn't be partnering with her. And uh, like, I've seen this army of the dead. We need this. We need this army. 
Uh, and I'm trying to see, does she even respond? I think she just stares at him again. <laughs> well, yeah, at the end, it's, I think the, doesn't it end with her asking if, uh, uh, if you bet the knee because you wanted to save the North or because you love her and yeah. he just kind of looks at her and that's the end. I mean, but he could also just explain that like, well, I, mean, I guess he does kind of explain because she, it was that he loved her in this like kind of lazy way that they did it but she also did prove herself by coming in and saving them uh yeah. swooping in her dragons and helping them and basically sacrificing one of her children to save them because of their bone-handed idea yes <laughs> look her advisor is so goddamn stupid and i was so goddamn stupid to agree to this plan that you never would have agreed to i actually do believe sansa might be the smartest person uh yeah. in the room because she would never have gone along with this plan of sending the king in the north, north that's the true wall. yeah that's very uh, true. but yeah it's uh, you know one of these scenes and then we get a pretty uh, good scene where the, um our good friend sam uh, who gets to uh, have a fun reunion with uh, the night that he saved. That's so great. What a fun scene um, that we have here. Sir Jorah's all right. Uh, and yeah, I, get, I guess I get my comeuppance, because I've always said, ah, it never really mattered. I still say it doesn't really matter that the Tarleys uh, got burned to a crisp. But I suppose they do, uh, they do do a good job of emphasizing that it was the way it was done rather than anything else, which is kind of the thing that was kind of the thing all along she burned the people who didn't agree uh right in front of them and she could easily have spared the sun uh but then ah anyway it's, it, it, sam yeah. does a great job in this scene absolutely yes uh sam is great in this scene i, I yeah i'm still kind of with you i understand their uh, like some of the argument but but also daenerys makes perfect sense in in her choices there because it is you have to show might you're taking over someone else's army here taking these people in getting and it works they all bend the knee after it happens i understand <laughs> yes. it's brutal but it's not it's no different than I maybe mean, it's a little different but it's ned stark that beheads a guy for leaving the watch but because he was afraid of zombies that fucking murdered everyone around him but you yes. know we get why he did it and it's it's similar to that but yes the way it plays out's great the only thing the only thing i have a if i could nitpick and maybe this so is is it handled. is it his wobbly lip? Sorry to cut no. you off, but is it the wobble of the lip? <laughs> no, I love that. I think it's great. Uh, cool. And maybe this is handled better in the books, but I feel like the brother was never even when he goes home, his the brother still kind of comes off as unsympathetic. Like it doesn't feel yeah. like there's a good relationship there. I only see a good relationship with Sam, with his sister and his mother. It seemed like yeah. his brother was also a dick, but it's supposed to be like it's supposed to hit here that the fact that his brother died, like he's obviously still upset his father died, but mm -hmm. they had their relationship. So it's not like he kind of can understand, but the brother is supposed to hit him harder because I don't know. I, I didn't see a difference in the relationship. Yeah. They could have very easily done that. Cause he, I mean, his, he was a dick. Maybe his name was literally Dick on. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was just a joke. Like he was a joke character who didn't have any personality. If he'd had like one scene with, uh, Sam going like, "Hey, you know what? You're all right, kid. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm trying to look out for the family name here. You do what you got to do at the Citadel or whatever." Or if he saw him getting the sword, and then he was like, "You know what? You take that sword." Yeah. Which I he he could have been a dick to him at the dinner where they were meeting because that was in front of the father, and then he catches him on the way out, and of course Sam thinks he's gonna run the alarm, but he's just like, "You know what? You take that sword. You're a Tarly to me forever, or whatever." Yeah. Like then that then this would be more impactful. 
I, he still sells it though. Uh, and yeah, I think that's absolutely. the most important thing. And also like, uh, t- to your point about the, the Tarleys getting burnt up, not being a big deal. This is kind of the best case scenario payoff. Like there's, there's at least there's yeah. a good payoff here that happens. Um, and I mean, it, and it also, it's, it's so flimsy on why like John wasn't all just immediately told the news when he got to Winterfell. Uh, it's because we have to get to this point, uh, yeah. for him to find out. Cause Sam's like, have you told him yet? And he's like, you need to tell him he trusts you, you know, doing his weird thing. Well, yes. And also like, so after this, he rushes down and it's like, he's in one of these movies where he's been transported into the 1800s because the carriage passes. And he's like, Whoa! like <laughs> Sam does when he's just running down. Cause he's so distraught. He's not paying attention to what's happening. That's a very specific image I had when I saw this, but then he spots Bran who is still fucking sitting there. Yeah. And he does indeed say, no, you've got to do it. And he's he goes down in friend. the crypt. Yeah. He's skulking. And again, no one offers to wheel him away. He's just still there. Um, and we go down into the crypts, and it's kind of a nice start because um, I guess, yeah, the, it, I, I was kind of like, wait, he didn't see Sam before this, but like he just arrived. It makes sense. He got 18,000 reunions to do. Him meeting Arya was more important. So they get to have this reunion in the crypts where Sam is actually like, you know, I know I'm not supposed to be here. Of course, John doesn't give a shit. He's just super happy to see him until yeah. he hears the news. Yes, yeah. And, uh, I mean, this has been called out online, but uh, the whole thing when Ned said, you know, next time uh, we speak, I'll tell you about your mother. And they are in front of Ned's statue here when he does get the news. I I, I yeah. do wonder who built this statue because Winterfell was like, basically torn apart and ruled by other people for so long like who when did they have the time to make sure they built the ned star ned stark statue because he kind of died in the thick of it so was it like the boltons were like oh yes yes you know we hate the starks but we pay respects to them make sure we get a statue built in his name it's a fantastic question because the castle did kind of pass from you know theon had it for a bit like immediately after so they wouldn't have built it then and then the boltons take it over like forever right or is yeah. there any any other point there so the boltons have it uh, i guess it's a very new statue he may as well be like dusting yeah. off the you know gravel that's still on there i mean but we do see it last season, I think, because like Arya's looking at it and she's like, it doesn't look like him or whatever. So, yeah, maybe they yeah. did just build it as soon as they got it back. Or maybe they because I do know that Littlefinger sent, you know, his remains back to Catelyn Stark. So I guess to like, you know, get a, make this post haste and then they got taken yeah. over. But also, you know, luckily the the Grage, Theon or the Boltons weren't, you know, uh, vicious enough to go and ransack their crypts because uh, yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, but they're Starks. I don't think they bury gold and stuff down there. It's just like good hardy stone. That's all you need in the afterlife. But I feel um, like someone like Ramsay Bolton would just kind of want to stick it to like part of when he's torturing Sansa, he'd bring her down to the crypt, start smashing the statues up or whatever. You know, come on. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. Um, so where does John land with this? I mean, Sam's like, oh, you're the protector of the realm and all of that. And we've always talked about, like, it doesn't really matter who's the real heir. Like, it only matters who has the power. And, you know, I guess this will fuck with, you know, the whole relationship thing. But, I mean, Daryl, it's only an ant. Like, as far as royalty, it, they could still do the whole plan. It's not necessarily an issue. 
but I guess it's going to be an issue or, uh, or the fact that he's supposed to be, you know, he has a better claim or whatever. I mean, he, and he's a man. Women, women can't inherit, right, Jim? So who knows? Yeah. It's just weird because I guess it feels like most people rebel against the idea of a Tarkarian being back on the throne regardless. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't know, Jon Snow raised by a Stark, he has more respect and then he just has this extra claim that he can throw behind it. Yeah. But then again, it's also weird. Like it almost feels like a, a, a better, more like natural um, divide would just be the fact of like if they did fall in love, and then Daenerys, like they they want them to get married, like take out all this Targaryen stuff. But then mm -hmm. da Daenerys just doesn't want to have doesn't want to marry him because she doesn't want to have to share the throne, or like it it would just diminish her role as a queen because she has a king. Like yeah. that feels like there's weird, like a weirder dynamic there, but I don't know. I guess we'll see how it plays out. I guess the natural thing is that John doesn't really want it, so that's why it's, it has to be forced upon him here. Yep, yep. And then the episode wraps up with we get to see Tormund and Beric Dondarrion and, and Dolores Head from the Night's Watch. Um, they are they're all alive. Everyone's alive. Big surprise! Like they yeah. were on the wall, I believe, when it <laughs> yeah. fell down. Yeah, and we were. were like, "Are they dead?" No, of course they're not dead. We know they're not dead, and they weren't dead. And uh, the only person who's dead is like the zombie thing on the wall um, that starts burning. Then you know, I would have expected like the severed arms to start wriggling around as well. Why not? Uh, but yeah. it is a cool, scary kind of way to wrap it up without having to do a huge army. Yeah, and we get the swirl symbol again that we've seen a bunch of times, and we saw it in the uh, Dragonstone Caves as well. What does it all mean? Uh, yeah, this isn't Westworld. It means the <laughs> dead are coming. Like, I don't think it means anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and then Jamie, and, and I mean, what happened to Jamie? Why does Jamie not have gold Lannister hair anymore? Because he's emo now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because he's been through some shit. Been through yes, yeah. that's what happens naturally. <laughs> Have you never been through some shit, Jim? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was. That was seriously my first thought. Like, there must be memes about emo Jamie already, right? Because oh, yeah. when I just saw that, I was like, oh my god, it's emo Jamie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess he colored it to to you know hide his true uh, identity so he could get to the north uh, without being stopped. So but I, can, also, I don't you know, feel like he's had it in a long time. Like it's not. I don't. But maybe I'm remembering it wrong, even though I recently rewatched it. But I feel like they're just kind of like, yeah, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean the hair? Yeah, the uh, hair. Or, oh yeah, yeah. And then he uh, also gets to see Bran last fucking shot. Bran is still there all episode in the courtyard. He's doing like a, a marathon of Game of Thrones, just sitting still, staring blankly into space, much like you did from February up until recently. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it's like season one, echoes, it rhymes. Oh, I push you out a window. But like Bran is not human anymore. He doesn't have emotions. It doesn't matter. It's 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 a great payoff. I, I feel like it, it's definitely the, the most memeable thing from the episode, like the stares. Everyone loves the stare, like him staring at everyone and... And it is hilarious that he is just in the same spot. But I do feel like it's a great payoff. And even for goofing around about, like, the, the it's poetry, it rhymes. These are very different people from uh, who they were at the end of uh, Season 1, Episode 1. So it's yeah. a kick-ass cliffhanger to be like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. Like, although... It, the born the 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 bum out part is I feel like then it's just going to be dumb like Bram's going to be weird, and it's not going to amount to much. But we'll see. 
Yes. So, quick thoughts from the chat there uh, that burning the Tarleys was a mistake, reminding Arthur of uh, Rob's mistakes that leads to his death. Um, and another comment I'd say the statue was built between his death and before Theon taking it over. Yeah. So, you know, they, they got that done right quick in that case, which I guess would make sense. And John is the most reluctant leader ever. LOL. <laughs> so true. Like, yeah. if he, he, he obviously never wanted to be king, and he even says that, but like. Yeah, well, whatever. He, he'll. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And that's probably and, why he'll get it. Yeah, because everyone exactly. else wants it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. So yes. Final thing. Then, do you have? Have you like done a death uh vote thing or like a betting thing on who's gonna die and who isn't? It's it's hard. I mean, because it is. This show's obviously known for killing off characters, and now we're in the home stretch. It you know it just. It, Excuse me. Feels like everyone could die, so I I I, I fail to like really even venture to guess. Uh, yeah. It feels like the the obvious telegraph is that either John or Daenerys end up on the throne due to the sacrifice of the other, like vice versa. Yeah. However, it may work out. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, everyone's on the chopping block. Absolutely. So at work, we did have a a, a sort of sweepstakes. Um, and I did bet two euro, so <laughs> I'll go through my l- lives and deaths now at the start oh, of the nice. season. Oh, nice. great. Now, I want to say I'm not married to these. In fact, I agonized over, like, I sat with the first one, Jon Snow, alive or dead. It took me, like, seriously half an hour. <laughs> and then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I just cr- crossed in the rest, and then some I did change. Uh, but I'm definitely not married to it. In fact, I'm not happy with my choices. Uh, it's not what I want to happen. Uh, it was just my best guess to win the amount, and I st- I'm still not happy with it. So, Jon Snow, I'll say the name, and then you say alive or dead just instinctually, and okay. I'll say mine. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, Jon Snow. Alive. Oh. Yep. Uh, alive. Daenerys? Dead. Dead. Sansa? Alive. Alive. <laughs> Arya? I'm going to go alive. I have alive as well, and I wrote a note faceless, though. Yeah. Um, Bran? Dead. Well, dead. But in a way of like, I don't know. Yeah. I'll just say Yeah, that. no, he's going to travel back in yeah. time and be dead in the present, or who gives a or shit? He's the Night King or whatever that that famous <laughs> oh, thing that everyone fuck thinks. That. Yeah. Um, Miss Andy? Miss Andy? Uh, alive. Dead. Mm. Grey Worm? Dead. Dead. Uh, Jorah Mormont? Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> this is a tough one, kind of. I'm going to say dead, though. Mm-hmm. I said dead as well. Uh, Tyrion Lannister. It's <sighs> a tough one. Alive. Alive. I changed it, though. I put mm. dead, and then I was like, nah, mm. I can't. Um, Jamie Lannister. Dead. Dead. Cersei Lannister. Dead. Dead, of course. Uh, but, hey, who am I to say? Yeah. Uh, the Mountain. Oh, dead. Dead. The Hound. Alive. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> Varys. <laughs> Ooh, alive. I said dead because I think it, that would be representative of us leaving the Game of Thrones, you know, mm-hmm. less conspiracy and stuff needed. Uh, and if Tyrion's alive, they don't... I mean, he could be the advisor, but yeah. eh, he could live. Uh, Tormund Giantsbane? Uh, oh, um, alive. I put dead, mm. but I'm not married to that. Uh, yeah. Melisandra. Melisandra, the Red Witch? Dead. I mean, she said that she would die, so I assume she yes. will. Yes. Yeah. Dead. Absolutely. So, Brienne? 
Well, I'm thinking alive because they're going to be together. They've been teasing it the whole time. Her and uh, what's his face there? Uh, I mean, I put alive as well, but not for that reason because I killed off uh, all of Daenerys's other advisors. But then I killed off Daenerys as well. Uh, Braun, dead. I put alive because <laughs> he's a fucking superhuman who can never die. That's true. Um, Theon Greyjoy, dead. I put alive, actually. You're probably uh, I right. He, I just kind of went yeah. just like first thought, yeah. but I, you're probably yeah. right. I was like, nah, he's he's fitting to rule the Iron Islands, I think. Um, Gilly? She better be alive. She's the most alive character <laughs> yeah. ever. Sam? Just Sam? Samuel? Oh, I feel like they would kill him. I, I feel like he's probably going to be alive, but dead, because that would be that would really hurt, I feel. That would yeah, really hurt. Yeah, you're right. I did put alive though, but uh, and I think he—if you look at the odds online—he's the most likely to be alive. I think uh, that might be why they kill him. That would—it would hurt. It would be a rough yeah. one. It'd be like it Hodor. Would. Yeah, <laughs> just like Hodor. <laughs> Davos. Uh ooh, ooh, dead. I put alive. Uh, though I kind—I kind of feel differently now. But whatever. I already handed this in. Yeah. Podrick, final one. Alive. Alive, agreed. So there you have it, our bets. Uh, you let us know. Send us an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Actually, you should wait until the next episode comes out. Send us your thoughts immediately on what happened in that one, showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com, and we'll include your feedback as we go through the season because, yes, we are aiming to do one episode per episode. Yep. Just kind of talk it through. It is the last season. It deserves it. And despite you know our quibbles, I am very hyped. No, I absolutely. I agree. I'm excited. I'm back in Game of Thrones mode. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, that's it. Uh, the if for anything else, there's showswhatyouknow.com. We got all our shows on there. Please do check it out. Uh, you can watch my video. Just uh, you can actually just type Game of Thrones into YouTube. It'll probably come up. It's the one that <laughs> says we should kill kill Bronn, <laughs> or you just type kill Bronn. It'll come up, uh, and then you can go there and yell at me and subscribe to my YouTube. Uh, apart from that, I have nothing more to say except one thing, Jim. Oh, what's that? Winter is here. Oh, you did it. All right, and.